Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. It is a beautiful, wonderful, and a bit of a frustrating Tuesday already. Claude, it was, how are you? It was a beautiful, wonderful, lovely Tuesday. It, it was. was because Claudia and I were just 20 minutes into recording 25. today's episode. Oh my gosh. And it got completely erased from Claudia's computer and so now we have to start again and and we're just feeling like so I mean we're gonna bring it all free we were only in the middle of the first story but we had just that just goes to show how much great stuff was before the first story totally you know like of us just talking about ourselves and making fun of each other and fighting like the witty banter was the witty banter was on another level and of course like this show is improv so we actually can't just do it again because that's like Claudia and I's one rule is like once you tell the joke if you say it before the show like you don't say it on the show because like the other person's not going to fake laugh Mm -hmm. so i mean we're going to bring it for you guys because still we have great stories and a lot to update you on today plus we have dear toasters but we're just feeling honestly rdh that we lost what we lost because what we lost honestly like it might have been our best episode ever totally and i don't know if we only feel that way because it's gone because it's gone but like i mean Considering we podcast every single day and we knock on wood, literally, that like I can't remember the last time we had that issue, and I know it happens to people a lot. That's just like a a kink you have to work out being a podcaster. So we should acknowledge the space that we're in while it's so fucking annoying. Like I want to snap my computer in half. The fact that it doesn't happen that much, like we should just be grateful for. And you know, new leaf, new episode, new day, new girls. Right. And just, you know, lean in. Lean in and also just be grateful that it happened during the first story, not the fifth story when we were pretty much done. So we're going to have to take our wins. I guess we could like update you a little bit on what we were talking about, you know, because we started out talking about the fact that it's Tuesday, which depending on how you look at it could be a positive or a negative thing. And for Claudia, it's a negative today. Well, and now, now it's, it's even extra. more negative. Now it's extra negative. And for me, I was really trying to take a positive outlook. And you know what? Now I'm right there with you, Claude, right there with you. Yeah. Like I... I can't explain how little I want to even go into what we like already discussed because it just, okay. it, no, because it just reminds me of what we lost. If that makes sense. I, <laughs> I understand completely. Like it's, it's traumatizing, but you know what? Maybe, maybe that wasn't meant for the world to hear. Like maybe there was something about it that was too precious, too amazing, too good, too good. And so maybe we need to be, maybe we need to do worse. 
It's also very possible that it wasn't even that good, but, like, we're just memorializing it now in, like, this, you know, like... Yeah. Like, when someone dies and, like, they did bad things, but they're, like, you know, they have this, like, memory, you're, like, we're just memorializing it in a positive way. But I do think that it was pretty sickening. I think it was pretty sickening, too, but I don't, I don't want to, like... Yeah, how annoying is it for us to, like, keep talking about this one thing that we, like, loved and it was so good and you guys are missing out and we're not even giving it to you, like... right. I don't want to make you guys jealous or anything. So I think, you know, we can, I think we should just start anew. I mean, we do this every single day. We have so much to say, so much to do. So I think, I think we can put the, leave the past in the past, even though like we had such a funny fight about Theo and we can, <laughs> and we can move forward into the future. Okay. In the, like in a new thoughtful, meaningful kind of spiritual way. Yeah. And definitely with more, with more gratitude for the fact that our technology is functioning right now. I mean, until further notice, like sometimes do you ever, okay, like my friend Margot once said that like she could never run for president because like if any customer service phone call was ever recorded and leaked, like it would be her demise. And I always feel like I could never run for president for a multitude of reasons. But like if anyone ever saw me kind of like get angry at a piece of technology, like, yeah. that would be my downfall. Like, if you guys only knew, like, if my computer froze, like, I, like, literally bang it against the wall. Like, I get so frustrated. If anyone ever saw me, I, I would actually consider those to be some of my lowest moments, like a confrontation with a piece of t- technology. I could understand that. For me, I turn inward and <laughs> I, I really, I really, like, keep that anger within myself mm. and it doesn't extend. So even on the customer service call, like, you know, I just get really quiet. Like, I, I just don't. I am like a silent, angry person. Yeah, I actually think there's like a special place in hell for people who yell at customer service reps. Like, there's literally only so much they can do. And of course, yeah. like, there's frustrating situations, like mostly with airlines. And I get mm. it, but I, I, I don't think I, I do that. Yeah, no, I understand. Honestly, I just feel like the banter is not happening. <laughs> no, I know. Like, I'm trying so hard to like find something new and interesting to talk about, but Stop. we've like already went there. No, you know, I think we just need to get into the stories because that's how this started anyway on the last episode. We just wanted to get in and then like, you know, we couldn't get in because we are who we are. But I do think we need to get into the stories because there's a lot to talk about. We have dear toasters and I really want to talk about the Olympics because we were making some fire. We were making some fire points. So I just need to pick up where we left off. Totally. Oh, my God. I forgot about like all the points we made. (laughs) There's a lot. I'll try to remind you. Okay. 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 First up. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, I'm out of control. Okay, without further ado, do, 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 here are the fast five stories that you do need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Helium 10. Helium 10 wants to tell you how to embark on a smart career where you call all the shots. The best way to work from home and be your own boss is by becoming an Amazon seller. Amazon isn't just an online superstore. It's a marketplace that connects Amazon buyers and Amazon sellers. And anyone can become a seller, thanks to Fulfillment by Amazon or FBA and the Helium 10 software. With FBA, Amazon handles the complicated and expensive parts of running a business, like receiving inventory, warehouse storage, shipping, and even customer returns. Over half the products on Amazon are sold by everyday normal folks using the fulfillment by Amazon. But there are several key steps to ensuring success, and that's where Helium 10 comes in. Helium 10 is an all-in-one software suite designed to help people just like you launch, build, and manage a profitable business on Amazon. It's a business in a box. It has all the tools and training to guide you to your journey and financial independence. There's no invention or big idea required. They're just going to help you find the right product to sell and handle so many other aspects of your business. The startup cost for launching a business on Amazon is much smaller than you'd think. 
Over a million people have been using Helium 10. You can work from wherever you want to. Take advantage of this incredible offer from Helium 10 and get 50% off your first month of Helium 10 Platinum account when you go to helium10.com slash toast. That's H-E-L-I-U-M 10.com slash toast. Don't wait to get 50% off your first month. Go to helium10.com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. Okay. Feels even better to deliver that ad the second time. <laughs> it sounded better for sure. You definitely nailed it on the second one. Yeah, actually, I really fucked up the other time and I had a note in my computer. Um, I like totally mispronounced the entire ending. Oh, great. Okay, so some things are better the second time around. For sure. First story, Olympics news, Jade Carey wins gold. I almost spoiled it for you guys yesterday, but I didn't. Team USA gymnast earns her first Olympic medal in the floor final at the Tokyo Olympics. On Monday, Jade earned her first Olympic medal on the women's floor in Tokyo. She competed um, her fantastic tumbling and earned a score of 14.366. Behind Carey was Italy's Vanessa Ferrari, who tumbled to um, the Andrea Bocelli song from... The Catalina wine the mixer. The Catalina wine mixer. Yes, exactly. And it was so sensational. It she was. was so stunning. And, and she's 30. Like she, um, I mean, 30 is not old in the real world, but in gymnastics, that's like Simone Biles is considered a grandma. And I think she's like 24. Right. And she, this is her third Olympics for Vanessa Ferrari. She actually competed with Nastia, who was announcing. Yes. When she was so crazy. doing the announcing, she was like, I actually competed with her. And that's actually so crazy. Because in Olympics, right. you maybe get one good Olympics. And if you're like a, a rock star, like Simone or Allie Raisman, you get two. And on the second one, you are considered like the grandma of the group. And it's, it's known that it's your last one. So I've actually never heard of an Olympic, uh, a gymnast doing three Olympics. Well, there is a gymnast who's retiring this year, who is in her forties, I think, who has been to like many Olympics is. And, um, I mean, she wasn't like, you know, always meddling and stuff, but she's like an icon in the gymnastics world. That's pretty cool. She retired this year. And then behind um, Italy was a tie between Japan's Mai Murakami and Angelina Melnikova of the Russian Olympic Committee. They shared third place with a score of 14.166. Plus, another fun fact, Jade's gold is the third straight in this department for Team USA after Ali Raisman won at the 2012 London Games and Simone Biles won at the 2016 Rio Games. I was actually really surprised that that uh, Olympian from Brazil, Rebecca, who's so mm-hmm. stunningly talented. So incredible. Her height on her f- tumbling. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's so high. I was shocked she didn't medal on that event. It's because she, um, she did really she, well, but she stepped out of bounds and she just like couldn't get her footing right on a lot of her tumbling. But even that was still like stunning tumbling. No, I know. Really justice for Rebecca Andrade because she is just like always so good, but just complete like is constantly just coming Missing. a little bit short yeah. or like, she, or, you know, her tumble passes are so big and she's stepping out of bounds and like she's just so fantastic. I totally agree. I had the same thought. Also, we were just talking about this. So forgive me, Claudia. But what I found <laughs> to be really interesting is when I was watching Jade Carey, she got a 14.366. And I always feel like as we move forward in the future, like Today's Olympians can't even compared to can't even be compared to Olympians, you know, from the past because every year, like they're upping the score, the tricks are getting harder, the scores are getting higher. They're coming up with new tricks, right? And it's like 
I'm pretty sure, you know, gymnastics is meant to be scored out of 10, but then they add all these new tricks that like take their scores to like 14, 15, 16. Do you know what I mean? Because the, the difficulty score, like they get a score for the execution, which yeah. is out of 10, but then they also add the difficulty on top of it. So it's like, yeah. I think like back in the day, it started at 10 was best, but now it's like Simone Biles pulls 16s. I don't know if that's true. That's what I think. That just makes sense to me in my head. Okay, cool. In my head, it's I don't not know if it's computing true. the same way. You don't think so? Like, don't you think no. that, like, when you judge something, you judge it generally? Like, you, it's out of 10. But now yeah, but the Olympics the are getting, so, like, random with their scores. Right. Okay. I digress. Anyways, <laughs> so then I was like, okay, Jade got 14.366. What did Allie Raisman get for her stunning Havana Gila in London? And I went and watched it on YouTube, and she got, like, a 15 point something. So this year's Olympians are actually not, like, more, even though they're so amazing, like, they're getting lower scores and I guess, like, having maybe even lower difficulties than some Olympians in the past. But then I was watching Michaela Skinner's vault, and I learned from some of the YouTube comments, which I don't know if it's a reliable place of information, but I still found it fascinating, that the gymnasts aren't really allowed to warm up, like, do touch warm-ups. And, like, a lot of the time that they're doing these um, apparatus-i, it's their first time touching it like for the day. And so right. for that reason, they're not, it's not, you know, hitting as well as it usually does because they are not warm. Yeah, that's actually really unfair because I was watching track and field yesterday. And before they go out to the track and the field, there is a practice track and field. It's much smaller, obviously. It's not like a, a full f- circle, but they have like a little warm up area. And I really feel like while there's so many like, rotations going on and so many girls are sitting out in like a cold arena in a tiny leotard for so long there should be like a practice vault or like a practice gym something I really feel like they don't set up the girls for success and that just makes it more dangerous like if you're haven't vaulted in an hour and you have to go fly through the air with the greatest of ease like shouldn't we be protecting the uh, gymnasts Yes, I have to imagine there's a practice gym where they like practice on off days or at other times. Yeah, no, but I'm saying during the competition. When they're warming up, and I don't know if that's like specific to Tokyo, if these are new measures because of COVID and they're trying to like limit exposure and people around each other. And so they're just sort of like, like when I was watching all the vaults and a lot of the girls, I mean, they're so incredible. And like, I hate to be the person be like, there was mistakes, but there was, you know, sidestepping outside the lines, like, you know, going off to the side and the commenters on the YouTube were saying that that is because these girls are not warm. And that also makes it more prone to injuries, which is just not safe. I, I do not feel safe. Michaela Maroney um, did a big Instagram story a couple days ago that I think went really viral. Basically, she's explaining how like Tokyo and just like the International Olympic Committee of Gymnastics, they do not really have the girl's best interests at heart. Because like you're waiting so long to be in the rotation to wait for the next girl, then to get her scores and then the next girl. And then it's your turn and you're standing in a leotard. It's cold. Your feet get cold. You don't get to warm up. So by the time you're actually on the vault, 30 minutes or an hour could have passed, which is like a really long time in gymnastics and you're not warm and you're not performing at your best ability. And that also leaves you susceptible to injury. So, um, I think you're right. Like, I think you're onto something and I can see how that obviously can take a toll on their bodies, but then also why people like Simone Biles, like, struggle with their mental health. Yeah, and I just would like to know if this is a Tokyo-specific thing. That I mean, I don't think it is because Michaela Maroney's not in Tokyo. She's competed in different Olympics. No, but like Michaela, Michaela Maroney had the most perfect vault of all time. Right, and imagine how talented she must have been to have done it under those circumstances. Unless she was warm. Oh, unless, yeah. 
You know, because sometimes I feel like you do see the, the girls just running around practicing like while yes. other things are happening. So I, I would like some more clarity on this because I do feel like it's affecting the, the scores. I also hate low key how there's multiple rotations going on at the same time. So like somebody's trying to focus on fucking balance beam, which is so goddamn oh my hard. God. But then someone's on floor dancing to Havana Gila and it's very confusing. No, literally, that's what I watched the other day. Someone was on the balance beam trying to, you know, stay on. And someone was dancing to Get Jazz Up, Show Me How You Burlesque, which we were just talking about is a song that someone chose for their floor routine, which I think is so stellar. It's from the movie Burlesque, which is a highly underrated movie. So perfectly cast. So perfectly uh musical. Scored. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we like, I think society, I mean, I I think it's an amazing movie, but I think society just generally regards it as like a piece of shit, correct? I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to give credence to that. Yeah. But I just think like, I no longer want to be a part of the society if that's like the general thinking, because obviously society has no fucking taste. I completely agree. That movie is so amazing. If you haven't watched it, treat yourself. Like, Christina Aguilera is literally at, it's her finest hour. I completely agree. Cher is in it. Okay, Cher was, like, a little, like, making uh, it about herself. I actually think Cher was the worst part of the movie. Like, now that I completely let's talk agree. About, let's have an open Let, and honest conversation. Okay, here's an open and honest conversation. You can fast forward through the scene where Cher takes to the stage as the as the shop is closing just to practice her song. Like, definitely you know, fast way, forward. She, you know what it was so funny about that scene? Is that like, okay, so she basically she owns a burlesque club. And they're doing dress rehearsals, you know, making sure the tech is on, making sure everything's good, like a sound check. And the girl who's supposed to sound check this next song, like, doesn't show up or whatever, like, conveniently. And Cher is so tired. Because <laughs> Cher killed her. <laughs> And Cher is, like, so exhausted from running this burlesque club, but they have to get to soundcheck for this last song. And so she's like, oh, I'll do it. No, wait, and it's Terrence J in the booth. Yes, he plays, like, the AV guy of the club. Yeah, and he's like, Cher, will you sing this one? And she's like, like, She's like, if I have, twist my arm. Yeah, and so then she gets up on there and just start fast-forwarding. It's not that she's not talented. It's that, like, the the movie is, like, really, really, really... Not about Cher. But Kristen Bell is in it. Julianne Huff is in it. It's so Stanley good. Stanley Tucci. Oh Sandy Cohen. Sandy Cohen. That's what I was going to say. I forgot Stanley Tucci. Yeah. No, it is so Volchik. fantastically. Volchik. 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 Diana Argon. What? Yeah. She's a fiance from New York. Oh, you're right. She has a very, very small part. Still. Like, there's no such a thing as small parts. Part. There's no such thing as small parts. Just small people. Totally. And big people like myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so good. I could literally write like a dissertation on burlesque and how like the world owes burlesque an apology. I completely agree. They owe Christina an apology. And also just like the costumes, the sets, the oh. music. It's it's so amazing. And so I just want to say to this gymnast, I don't know, I don't know who chose the song, because of course they never fucking show it because we're right. watching someone like falling off the balance scene. <laughs> <laughs> But like who, whichever gymnast is dancing around to that song, like I would love to see that performance. So if you guys know, please let me know so I can Google it because I, ju- I really do love when the floor routines, when the floor routines have songs that, you know, just get you in the spirit. I, do, I can also imagine that it is distracting and yes. it's, you know, even hard. You have to stay on every single beat. But it, if, when it hits, nothing mm. hits harder. Nothing hits harder. I could not agree more. And so Vanessa Ferrari dancing to the Catalina wine mixer was just stunning. Beautiful. 
Jade Carey, but we literally haven't even spoken about it. Oh. Um, she did awesome. She did like way more tumbling passes than other girls. Like I think she really kind of hacked the system because she's not like other girls. Would you say she's not like the other girls? I would. She's a winner, baby. Like I would say that she did more tumbling passes, and I feel like that was a hack, like to get her difficulty score up. You know? Um, yeah. Because I was really surprised. She did like she did four cross. You know, they start at one end and then they go to the other. She did like four of those. Yeah, I thought I, that's what I was thinking, too. And I do think it's a hack because you need more stamina. Like, you know, it's harder towards mm-hmm. the end. So I think she did so amazing. And then I, what I hadn't realized is she had been in the individual vault competition the night before. Yes. And it didn't and it didn't go well for her. And she, she was, was crying. really struggling. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I'm she glad did. she had her dad there because, like, she was so emotional. Yeah, which is really sad. And I, I just I'm so in awe of like the mental fortitude that it takes to go from like crying because you did really poorly to then the next day having like one of the best showings of your life. Yeah. Cause a lot, you know, it's hard to get out of that funk when you think that that you, that it's over. So I think it was just such an amazing moment for her and I'm, and I'm really happy. And also Claudia, it's gold for you. That's a gold. Huh? I know you prefer gold over the other medals. Oh, let me check. In your, in your medal counter, like you're looking to see more golds. Olympic medal count. I do believe we're still behind China in the gold. Ooh, we're what, really uh, behind. What is it? Last night it was 22 to 17. It's 32 to 24. Hmm. But we still have the most all-around medals with 73. Eek. Yeah. Whatever. It's a new Damn. week. We got track and field coming up. Allison yes. Felix. We're also, actually in a really good spot with track and field. I'm not going to spoil anything, but Simone takes to the beam tonight. Oh, did it happen this morning? It happened this morning, and of oh, course, you know, like in, I didn't know my- that. I didn't know that because you want to know why. You know who's become the number one source of spoilers for yeah. for USA Gymnastics, and I love her, but Miss Rach Parcell is out of control. First, she was posting the morning that Michaela Skinner won her silver, and okay, they're from Utah. I'm sure they have like a, I'm sure they fucking know each other, you know. So like, yes. I was like, okay, she's supporting her Utah gal. Like, this is annoying. You spoiled it for me because I made it this far, Rach Parcell. But I'll allow it because Utah's strong. Then again, yesterday, I thought I saw she posted Jade Carey. And I'm like, this girl, stop. I can't. I literally had to mute her. And then this morning she put up a picture of Simone Biles and I immediately swiped away. I don't know what she posted next, but like, seriously, if this podcast gets to Rach Parcel, please stop spoiling the Olympics. I love you okay. dearly, dearly. Look up okay. to you. Look up to you. But stop. In defense of Rach Parcel, may I? Literally today's episode title <laughs> in defense of Rach Parcel. So the, these events are airing at about like 6.45 a.m. Eastern time. Wow. So in Utah, that's central time. But maybe she's up watching them live, in which case she's allowed to post about it. Like, I guess, but I don't know, maybe like a spoiler alert. I mean, this is the pot calling the kettle black because I spoil everything. Right. I mean, these Olympic spoilers, it's really a gray area. Yesterday, I unknowingly, yesterday, I unknowingly spoiled the women's soccer outcome. I didn't know that I was doing that. So I just want to take this moment to apologize to the people I spoiled it for, which is every single one of you. Um, (laughs) um, I didn't know. I didn't know. So like, it wasn't intentional. And I'm really sorry about that. And I also misspoke because they are still in the running to receive the bronze medal, though it is not silver and it's also not gold. But it is bronze. And it's a really, really good point, actually. It's not silver. (laughs) Or gold. 
So true. Yeah, so that that leaves a gold up. You know, I know that you're really invested in that gold count, metal I counter. I am. And so for me, like, that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at for you. <clears throat> well, I did catch a lot of the footage from the U.S. women's soccer game where they lost to Canada, and it was, like, such a hard way to lose because it wasn't like they could fight back, basically. At the very, very end of the game, Canada got a penalty kick, and they scored a goal, and then it was over. Like, you couldn't even get some redemption, you know? Yeah. And yeah. they were all, that's, like, that's when you get- broken. That's when you get, like, you're most riled up when, like, the other team scores and you're like, we're going to get them. Right. You have something to prove. But it was really sad because, like, for a lot of the um, players, they've been playing for a long time. Like, this might be their last Olympics. Megan Rapinoe, Carly Lloyd, um, Alex Morgan, our Skims model. So it's just, like, particularly devastating for them. Yeah. Well, so they still have that chance at bronze, which means we get to see them play again. And, and that would be really great if they medal. And we also have beach volleyball. Like, I think that, I don't want to jinx it, but April Ross and um, her partner, I'm so sorry, I can't remember her name. Um, they are kind of, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this about me, but Carrie Walsh Jennings is like one of my role models. I just love, love, loved her. And she's no longer playing beach volleyball. She retired. But she was kind of, I think she's one of the most, uh, has the most female medals in, in beach volleyball. She's like an icon in female beach volleyball. And there's definitely been like a void for us Americans. But I think that this April Ross duo like is really going to take us there. I just have a feeling. Don't quote me on that, but I have a feeling. That's exciting. I'm excited for you. I haven't been keeping up with beach volleyball much. It doesn't do for me what it does for you. No, it's actually so impressive. It's the it's so hot, first of all. And they're playing on like this fake beach just as for them. They are dripping with sweat. Like, they oh look God. like they're literally in the shower. It's so crazy. That is so crazy. But the sand's not hot. I think it's like fake sand. It's like in an arena or something. I was on some hot sand the other day. Oh, my God. It, I burned the bottoms of my feet. Oh, poor you. The vacation sand is too hot. I was on some hot yeah. concrete. You want to know why? Thank you. Because it was dog shit everywhere. Stop. Was it Theo's? Yeah, and then I ate it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, okay, I can't remember what I said on the last show versus this show, but Simone takes to the beam tonight. Yes. I did see a spoiler that I'm not going to spoil, and we'll be talking about that tomorrow. I really, I look forward to seeing what everybody brings to the table. Yeah, and I actually feel really good about the rest of this episode, because now we've officially, like, surpassed, like, we didn't make it this far last time. Yeah, no, you know, this is as far as we made it, and now we can, like, everything is with fresh eyes, and we're not trying to, like, remember what we did say and what we didn't say. Should we, like, stop and just save up my audio and then, like, keep going? Would that be smart? Really? You think? I don't okay. know if that's going to All right, let's not. Anything. And then and then if we lose it, it's your fault. But I mean, I have a backup this time. Yeah, you're recording your audio in two places. So yes, I'm the one who has to worry. I'm the okay, one who okay. has to worry. Okay. Oh, totally. Okay. Next, we are moving on, switching gears. Congratulations to all the Olympians. Thank you for just making this the most exciting two weeks of our lives. You're all so fantastic, and we love, we absolutely love covering the Olympics. I just want to Literally say. love so, so like, much. And, like, if you're an Olympian, just, like, thank you for your service. I totally agree. And, like, even if you sidestepped, like, you're so world's better. Like, I, do, like I just... Look, I don't, like, we're disgusting animals, and you are sheer perfection. And we have the nerve yeah. to even comment, like, and call it a misstep. Like, we right, have some right, no, fucking I feel, nerve. I feel so weird to be like she sidestepped. Like, bitch, you what should. did you do? It's what a did weird, you do? Totally. Like, you fucking were complaining about the sand being too hot at the beach. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, so I just want to like put that out there that like I feel weird, but it it ha it's what has to be said in Olympics commentary because you're judging perfection against perfection. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you acknowledging the weirdness because I feel the same exact way. 
It's okay, it's, it's actually like low key disgusting of us. <laughs> yeah, like someone does this crazy trick on the vault, and all you're gonna focus on is the fact that they took a step. Like, what about right. all the other things that they and did? And you're like, ooh, that's a big step. That's a three tenths deduction. <laughs> like, oh my God, relax. <laughs> I know. And like Rebecca and John, they stepped outside the line. Eek. Yeah, eek. that was eek. That, but did we like, talk about her on the first show or the second show yet? We did both. We did? Okay, because oh, Justice for Rebecca Andrade. I don't, I don't know, know if we talked we about, about her on the second show. I'm actually she's like now getting my wires crossed. She's a gymnast from Brazil who's just bringing it every single day in every single way, and she's just doing the, the most, but then also like it's too much because then she's stepping outside of lines. And, yeah, and she so she's just not, like keeps just missing the mark. And so she's not like meddling in the way that like I think she deserves. But she did win the gold medal um, in, I want to say, Beam. No, Beam's Again, SUNY. Oh, Bar, Beam sorry. Is... Wait, what did SUNY win for? SUNY won... With the gold all around. Yeah. But then before that, she competed on an individual, right, and won, and won a silver. I don't remember. But you're Whatever. saying Rebecca, Rebecca's, Rebecca's doing gold. fine. Rebecca's I, doing you know fine. What, you know what's kind of nice about this Olympics with all of, like, the mishaps and whatnot? It kind of feels like everybody's getting a gold. And, like, everybody's getting medals and, like... I don't know. It's kind of like nice. Everybody's winning in your different areas. Yeah. There's so many like different rounds. Right. It's like the Russians won the team gold. So they all mm-hmm. have gold, but they're not, they're not really winning in the individual stuff. Now, again, I want to point out the irony of what I'm about to say, cause I'm a fat, disgusting piece of shit. But that Russian <laughs> team that like killed it against America is like really fucking up a lot. <laughs> I was like shocked because I'm like, you're even without Simone, the American team is incredible. So in mm-hmm. order to beat them, like you too have to be incredible. And I just was not seeing that incredible nature. And when they're all performing individually against like Jade and um, Suni. Yes. But I would just say like, if the American team was uh, the four girls, knowing that they weren't going to be with Simone, like from the beginning, then they, they all would have been like, Prepared. prepared and warmed and so they were also just thrown off so the russians really there was this open door for them to walk through and they all brought it just enough to be able to walk through it but then i guess they like took their goals and they're like but that's what i'm saying like the russians have gold rebecca has gold everyone's the getting american everyone's getting their golds who are at the top of the heap when usually america just like sweeps right so and i think oh i mean we'll see what happens tonight i don't want to say anything um also one last thing was i just hope that when rebecca andrade gets home to brazil like she is the toast of the town because she there's a parade for her she's literally putting brazil gymnastics on her motherfucking back and i hope that they respect her back in brazil if we have any brazilian toasters do let me know what her homecoming is like i'm very interested yeah great point okay now i feel ready to get into the next story yeah Tom Girardi sports a shiner in his first sighting since Erica Jane's split. Tom Girardi has been spotted for the first time in over a year amid his legal woes and divorce from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Erica Jane. Now with an actual black eye, the disgraced lawyer had a visibly bruised left eye as he was helped along by a woman. Girardi, who appears to have lost weight, wore an oversized blue polo and baggy khaki shorts, a far cry from the polished suits he sported while appearing with Erica on the Bravo series. While it is unclear how he sustained his injury, Erica revealed on the show that she believed his health was declining in the months leading to her divorce filing in November 2020. She cited a 2017 car wreck that left him unconscious for 12 hours as the beginning of myriad issues, including problems with his eyesight. Girardi is currently under a conservatorship overseen by his brother as a result of what his family described in court documents as a major neurocognitive disorder. Page Six reported that he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in March. 
Okay, this picture was very shocking to see. I mm-hmm. He was so irrecognizable. People online were immediately just pointing out how he looked like Prince Philip, like just kind of gaunt. He has lost a lot of weight. He has this random black eye. He's dressed like a plebeian when he's usually dressed like a king. And it was just like a real shock to see him looking that way. And a lot of people are like questioning whether this is like a plea for sympathy, like, you know, getting his photo taken strategically looking very weak to kind of push this narrative that he has Alzheimer's. He's not mentally fit to stand trial. He shouldn't be able to stand trial. Um, or if this is just like where he really is at in his life. And it is believable because he is so old. Um, but I just don't know what to believe in this whole situation. And I'm inclined to think like everything that he's doing is in some way trying to further his cause in court. Yeah, I agree with you. Also, it's crazy that he was being compared to Prince Philip, which is when the Morning Toast posted the photo as one of the two photos of the day. So, you know, that this is like big stuff. Um, I thought it was Prince Philip too, but like Prince Philip at the time of his passing was like over 15 years older than Tom Girardi is now. So, you know, it's crazy that that's what he's looking like. And I was inclined to say, you know, like he really does look like he's in rough shape. And I do try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But in reading this article, the fact that this is the first time he's been seen in a year. Now I'm like, how did the paparazzi know he was going to be there? It's not like he's out and about in an event. Like it looks like he's at valet for something. Yeah, no, and not so only it, that, if you can remain unseen for a year, especially at the height of your newsworthiness, like when you were getting mm-hmm. divorced, when the Lion Air thing happened, if you can remain behind closed doors and not have people know where you are, then literally a year later, you just randomly like popping out in the paparazzi is more than intentional, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. So that is what makes it a little suspicious to me. But he does look very unwell. And let's where's what's this black eye? Did someone beat him up? Totally. I know. I think the thought process is like, he's so old, he's deteriorating, he lost his balance, just, you know, trying to make himself a a bowl of soup and got a black eye. I think that's like how it's supposed to be interpreted. Interesting. But then like, and I hate to be this person, but then like, okay, he gets a black eye. So now it's like, I'm going to go show up for the paparazzi. No, and it's like, I have a black eye. What should I do? Take some pictures or stay at home? I think most normal people who aren't standing trial for fraud would decide to stay at home. And also like, how can you have a black eye? This woman is obviously like your aide. Shouldn't she be making you the bowl of soup? And if so, why did you get a black eye? Yeah. Also, if he does have major neurocognitive disorder and Alzheimer's, like who is making the calls for him to go out? and get these photos taken. You know, who's pulling the strings? Is it the brother? And also, Tom is so, in my opinion, like, irrecognizable that I don't think a person on the street would have, like, taken these photos and, like, been like, oh, I happen to see Tom Girardi and I'm a paparazzi. It's very, in my opinion, convenient. Yeah, and these are not iPhone photos. These are long lens. Yeah, right. So I just think, like, somebody had to know he was there. It wasn't, like, just a lucky thing for a paparazzi to catch because he's irrecognizable right him and this woman like you would never think like that's erica jane's husband right so i think it's really safe to say that like this is a fully staged moment and i hate to be like that cynical person but after watching the housewife and the hustler there's so we thought we knew even the smallest bit about tom girardi like we thought we really knew something and we were really like i was taken by him i really thought he was like the definition of a p-jom and i feel so sick that I ever even use that precious word to describe such an evil man. Yeah. I mean, you didn't know. But you know him looking this way? It's it's interesting how you see people differently after, like, you see information about them. And he looks so different. He really looks evil. 
Whereas like before, yeah. you would see pictures and you're like, no, he's so cute. Like, not Tom Girardi. And now it's like, yeah, Tom Girardi, he literally looks like Dr. Evil there. Yeah, I agree. Damn, rough. I mean, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is on, no, tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. So I, I think things are going to start to unravel and soon the ladies like start to realize the crimes that he's being accused of, orphans and right. widows. And so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to justice being served. Honestly. We always are. We always are. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Okay, you look ready. Princess Eugenie's mom, Sarah Ferguson, is defending the fabulous Jack Brooks Bank after controversial photos. Okay, this story is a big, confusing nothing burger, but I, I, do, I do want to break it apart. At first glance, it looked like Jack Brooksbank, who is Princess Eugenie's husband, had some explaining to do after he was spotted partying in Capri just a few months after his wife gave birth to their first son. But Sarah Ferguson put all speculation to rest in a recent interview. I don't really know if she's the right spokesperson for this, given like the foot situation. You know, she's it such sounds an like, unreliable source. Yeah, and it's like she has her own actual like you know vacation photo scandal and this is not that and i do think like her putting her name attached to it like is giving it like sarah ferguson foot vibes totally i agree and second of all i don't even think that this story necessarily like needs a spokesperson because i just think any normal like i okay here's what happened i saw this headline and i sent it to you immediately yeah, no, the and headline then, is salacious. Yes, but it's then, so salacious on Just Jared. Like, wait, caught just with Jared, top- it's Just Jared that's doing this. And the Daily Mail. Just, because Daily Mail got the photos, but wait, I need to show you Just Jared, like their their what? caption. Sorry, I just want to oh, like read it word it. for, I'm trying to find it. Princess Eugenie's husband, Jack Brooksbank, was photographed on a yacht with a topless woman while wrapping his arm around another, and the photos are going viral. Tap the link, this pic, in the link in bio for this So story. I fell for this clickbait because I thought right. we were going to see, first of all, it wasn't a yacht, so that's just bad journalism. It was like a full-blown, just like, boat. Still nice, but not a yacht. Mm-hmm. And so you would think he's next to a topless woman and has his arm around another maybe topless woman. You th- you think he's having a threesome on a yacht in broad daylight. That's what you think. Now, I did then see the photos and then literally respond to you be like, oh, never mind. So it was definitely weird because he was on a boat with two women. One of them was his co-worker. He works for Casamigos. Yes, three women. There was three women. Okay. One of them was his co-worker who was dressed like very modestly and she was jumping off the boat like it was a work trip. The other girl is this influencer slash model, slash socialite, slash whatever, um, who was swimming without her shirt on, which is weird, but, like, not in Capri. Like, I just feel like that's just, like, the lifestyle. I don't think there's anything weird about it. hmm And then I didn't see the third girl. Another model. There was three people. Uh, model Erica Pelosini and Maria Bucalati, who are the two models that he was with. So... But it's worth noting, like, this was a work trip, technically, even though that doesn't look like a lot of work. He's there for the UNICEF Summer Gala. And I mm-hmm. think the ladies on the boat are women that he works with. He went, and they say he has an arm around a woman. Like, they're literally taking a selfie. They're wearing clothes. Like, it's so, like, corny and not anything. I actually read, like, a really good write-up of it in The Mirror, weirdly enough, where they were like, he's more guilty of being a geek than a gigolo. Oh my, totally. He looks like such a weenie. Like, I don't think there's really anything going on here that needs to be scandalized. This is just like, 
talk about making a mountain out of a molehill. I was like so lit for these pictures. I'm like, fuck yeah, let me see these pictures. And then I'm like, these are the pictures. No, it was so crazy. And I fully blame Just Jared. They have some explaining to do. And I actually used to follow Just Jared until I realized that everything that they post is like fake news, clickbait, nothing. Really? Burgers. Yeah, I, po- I followed them for a long time because they always get like good pictures of celebrities just like walking, you know, to get a juice, which are yeah. kind of pictures that I like. But Love. I had to unfollow. And now I recall why, because this is just like so. And I mean, I really hope that it's not affecting the couple because it really like there's the only thing he's guilty of is just like not thinking of how his actions could look from afar look yeah also in this mirror um article that i read they said like prince philip like made a career out of standing with his hands behind his back you know to to, like never really he could never be caught in a situation like that right i don't know if that's why he did it but like you just have to be more aware of what things look like but this didn't even look like anything really an interesting factoid right yeah so um Anyways, don't get me wrong. This isn't like the most appropriate behavior for a married man, but it's not what they're making it seem. No, not at all. Like this is not like when I first saw this headline. If this was Ben, like he's still getting a good hard talking to when he gets home. But the way they're just like, yes, but not a divorce. Right, right, right. It's just being sensationalized and it's just sad. She has like a little baby at home and like totally. It's just so unnecessary. It must have really been a unnecessary, a slow news day. Totally. And this is like what they mean when they're always talking about like British tabloids. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the definition of it. Even though I do believe Josh Sharrod is American. No, I know. But like it started with the Daily Mail. Because the Daily Mail got the photos. And I mean, what like the photos, if they saw those photos of like Princess Eugenie's husband on a boat, like what are they going to, they're going to post them. Yeah. But I blame just Sharrod. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready for our next story? You are ready because, um. You've been waiting for this. It's a little bit more information on why Love Island's Leslie Golden left the show. She said it was, quote, something a little illegal. What happened to Leslie? This is the question that Claudia really wants to know. After Leslie was removed from the villa with really no explanation, fans immediately took to Twitter to speculate what was going on. As we mentioned yesterday, we thought maybe she was sick. They were saying her voice was raspy. And she then said that she left for personal reasons. Social media users weren't convinced with that. One wrote, personal reasons? Come on, let it out. Leslie replied, no, but really, it's not that deep. Has absolutely nothing to do with anyone in the villa, I pinky swear. One fan said, what constitute as personal reasons? Seems like you just ditched after drama, LOL. She said, no, 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 completely unrelated to the drama, I swear. I know how it seems, but I have no beef with anyone there. She addressed another roommate when she wrote on Instagram, y'all, I did not get kicked out for doing porn. Y'all are reaching, and that's not even that serious. So pretty much um, last season, a guy showed up, like in the middle of the season, um, you know, as one of the new guys, and then it started like, circulating on twitter some some old porn not actually not old i think was actually very recent porn that he had done and then the next day on the show like he was just removed they never even said he left like he was just out of the house so maybe that's that's weird like what's wrong with being a porn star no i so i think it was a number of things and i recently learned that i'm pretty sure he had filmed it after he already got all of his testing for the show plus it was like height of covid yeah so that's bad um, yeah then she said, uh, someone said, would you ever reveal why you left? She said, it's already starting to come out. I would love to say it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's a really dumb reason. Again, very on brand for me. However, what I did was a little illegal. So that's a little confusing. But then later, a few insides later, she shared a video of herself smoking a vape pen and said, are y'all catching my drift or nah? Which makes me feel yeah. like she was smoking. 
Yeah, there were there were rumors that she was smoking weed, and then her story about like you know it being illegal, people are already talking about it, kind of cemented for us that that is what she was talking about. Um, that's like so anticlimactic. I thought it was like her grandma's fault, and like she smoked. Like who cares? I like the grandma story better because this is like me really. Too. I'm sticking with that. I'm preferring to live in that universe. Yeah, me too. Also, like still, she really didn't confirm anything. But if it's a little illegal, no, I think I she mean, like did. But so she was smoking pot. Yeah, she isn't smoked pot, pot like maybe not, when everyone went to bed. Isn't pot not illegal? I don't know the rules in, in Hawaii. Yeah, me neither. Someone let us know because I just feel like that can't be it. But I mean, she's kind of saying that's it. But still. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, like that doesn't do it for me. That's not like juicy enough. It's so random. And like. I, I can't understand if she was like really valuable to the show, why they would kick her out for smoking weed. Yeah, I agree. Like, so we'll it's keep really po- not that big of a deal. Uh, we'll keep you posted, and I'm, I just wanted to get some answers for you, Claudia, since I wasn't there for you yesterday, and I'm really trying to Have you caught correct. up? No. Have you caught up? No, because my book, I'm, like, really getting into it, but then I'm going to catch up, I promise. But it's on tonight. It's, okay, I'm going to And I'm tomorrow's gonna our last episode it. of the week. Okay, so I'm going to watch tonight, okay? Yeah, you are. Okay, okay, okay. It better okay. be a good episode. <laughs> I know. Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is some business... Already? Yeah, it's some businesswoman book news. BWB? Mm-hmm. Sure. Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine... <gasps> I has, saw... I'm dying. ...has been acquired by Blackstone-backed venture run by Kevin Meyer and Tom Staggs. Reese Witherspoon's media company, Hello Sunshine, which, you know, everybody knows. It's also the name of her book club, and then they, like, choose all these books and make them into great movies and shows... Like it's Little a Fires perfect everywhere. Like, syndicator. It's literally like the perfect company. Yeah, has been sold to a firm backed by private equity giant Blackstone Group. Terms are not disclosed, according to the Wall Street Journal, which first reported the deal. It values the company at about nine hundred million dollars. Isn't that wow. crazy? The new media venture Blackstone is backing will be run by former Walt Disney Company executives Kevin Meyer and Tom Staggs with Hello Sunshine as its first acquisition. Witherspoon and Hello Sunshine CEO Sarah Hardin will join the board of the as yet unnamed company and will continue to operate hello sunshine so that is so crazy i mean so well earned you know yeah i feel like we've been watching her company grow for a while like when she first started we're like "Ooh, what is this and i remember um she she launched that show about the home edit girls and she mm-hmm. had like a tiny network on AT&T and it was like impossible to find the show. So she really started from the bottom, well, relatively from the bottom, like started small, built it up, lots of success. The book club was a huge success. Big Little Lies. Like she, this is really, really impressive and it's very well deserved. I just can't believe how much money it is. So much money. And honestly, like not to make this about me, but I'm just really feeling like the sky's the limit for the redheads. Totally totally you know and like if you just like I mean I don't have Reese's like connections and like industry prowess or anything that she has remotely but I think this story the moral of the story is that there's value in book clubs I completely agree because that's really how it started that is like that's what Hello Sunshine one is it was and it's been around for so long now I guess it's also that her book club is like a part like they got acquired too so it's Reese's book club, but then Hello Sunshine did become the production arm where they like would acquire the books that got so popular from the book club. It was all just right. like this one big symbiotic machine. machine. It's really and so smart. She did, 
little fires everywhere. And she also is doing Where the Crawdads Sing. And Mm. it is really smart because all of these really super popular books, people want movies. People want shows. And she's given it to them. And she does it really well. Like the production quality of Hello Sunshine is like unmatched. Yeah. And it's like she it's so. She's doing Legally Blonde 3 with Mindy Kaling. Yeah, it's so crazy because it's like she's the one who she could choose a book from obscurity, choose it for the book club. It makes it a best selling book because everybody from the book club has to buy the book, you know, in order to participate in the club. Sounds like she needs to choose Girls in a Job, the Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. I know, except like for Reese, I feel like she like the book she chooses always like comes out that month. So I do feel like you missed your window. And I don't really feel like she does like memoirs, you know? Yeah, I can I ask you a question? Hmm. Like, what the fuck's going on with your phone? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, but you're like, literally, I'm going to throw up. You're like holding your phone, like dizzying me. Sorry, you were steady before, but then I, you were cutting out, so I just wanted to move you. And now Uh-oh. I'll put you back where you were, but you were cutting out. Oh my God, my AirPods are on 10%. This has been the most technically challenging episode of my entire existence. This episode really tried us because I was so excited. We came in with everything. And so much excitement. And we're leaving just... We still have your toasters, Jackie. My 10% AirPods is not going to last. We might have to pause so I could charge my AirPods. Oh, my God. Okay, let's just start. Let's start to your toasters because now we're all backed up for the day and, like, my schedule is bursting at the seams. Okay. Dear Toasters is brought to you by Bubble. Bubble is uncomplicated skincare that actually works. Their line has all the essentials you need for clear, balanced, healthy skin. They have makeup remover, cleansers, toners, moisturizers, and even face masks. They've developed their formulas for two years with a team of dermatologists and experienced industry experts. All of their products are dermatologist tested, vegan, and cruelty free. They also formulate without fragrance and they stay away from controversial ingredients. Their ingredient philosophy is rooted in plants, perfected by science. A lot of their ingredients are found in nature, but they also use safe and tested synthetics. Their goal is to make the best quality skincare that works for everyone. It's a myth that you have to spend a lot of money on skincare for it to work. All of the bubble products are under $19, and their three-step routines are $39. And they have every product for your skin type, whether it's dry skin, normal, combination, oily, sensitive, acne-prone. They have products for all different types of skin, and if you don't know your skin type, they have a quiz to help. Bubble is a simple routine that works for everyone, including your boyfriend, your mom. They also donate a percentage of their proceeds excuse me, to nonprofit organizations that support people dealing with mental health issues. This month, 5% of revenues up to 10K is being donated to NAMI, which is a national alliance of mental illness. I've been using their face mask a lot. It's hard to find a good face mask that doesn't smell terrible and that actually gives results, and I really like the bubble one. You can find bubble products at Walmart, or you can get 20% off your purchase by using the code TOAST at checkout at hellobubble.com slash toast, so you can buy them at Walmart, but if you want to get that 20% off your purchase, use the code TOAST at hellobubble.com slash toast. Thank All right, you. Dear Toasters, our advice segment, if you ever want to write in, deartoasters at gmail.com is the place to do it. We will keep it anonymous, and you could write in about truly anything, and we've got some really conflicted girls here today. First up, hi, Claudia and Jackie, longtime listener, first-time caller. I'm hoping Theo is in the office today because I could really use his input on this one, in addition to y'all's excellent advice. Theo actually has entered the room. <laughs> I'm in a fairly new relationship around six months, and I've never been so certain about someone. He's truly the most selfless, caring man, and I love him dearly. We went through breakups and around, this, around the same time last year and didn't expect to fall so quickly, but here we are. Here is where I have the issue, and I'm seeking advice to know if I'm a crazy person or I just need solutions. It's his ex-girlfriend's dog. He loved this dog and talks about it constantly. 
how much he misses the dog and how he wishes he got to keep her. I know that breakups are tough, especially one with a dog involved, so I try to be sympathetic, but I would be lying if I said it didn't bother me a little. A major reason why it bothers me so much is because I have a dog and I feel like he loved her dog so much more. Ooh, that's tough. I understand Mm -hmm. the solution usually always lies in communication, but do you see where I may sound a little jealous saying it? Because I am. What should I do? Encourage him to get a dog so he has a new bond and gets to experience raising a puppy on his own? Or tell him to shut up about the dog? Help. Love a conflicted toaster. Ooh, that's tough. It is kind of weird that, like, he's not taking to your dog, but the bond between a man and dog is so strong. I do think you have to have, like, a little bit of sympathy and maybe, like, try, I know it's hard, to separate the girl from this. Like, it's more about the dog than it is the relationship. Yeah, my question is, how long ago did they break up? Because it seems like if it... You know, if you guys are in a new Not relationship, long, because how she long? said they've been dating for six months um, and they went through breakups around the same time last year and they fell really quickly. So if they've been together for six months, I feel like maybe like eight or nine months ago. Got it. OK, I mean, it's really hard and I'm sure it's so much easier said than done. And like, I can't even imagine if this was somehow Bruce in this situation ooh, and like, ooh, don't even it would say just it, it would. I wouldn't stop until Bruce was mine once again. And, like, I do feel like, you know, you need to separate him. Like, don't judge your relationship based on the fact that he misses this dog. Like, I feel like that's a him thing. That's just something that he's going through right now. And, like, you should be there for him. I definitely would be pressed that, like, he doesn't he doesn't bond with your dog in that way. Agreed. That's, like, the true problem. But maybe he should get a dog. Maybe you guys get another dog and it's, like, very healing for all of you. Yes, until you said that you had your own dog, I was just going to suggest you getting him a dog because that's literally always the solution. But um, sometimes you just can't take to something that's like you didn't help raise or there's not that initial connection. Not everyone is just like open to like finding, you know, new loves of their lives in pets. So yeah, I actually think you getting him a dog is a really sweet gesture. Um, I don't know if there's more to it than that. I don't think that there, you have really have anything to worry about. I just think this is like actually a really normal human reaction, like to losing a pet. I agree. And I it's just like feel, a death. I feel really sad, but it's not because you know that it's out there. Like it's even worse. That's just so hard. Just it be is. there for him. I think, I think he can, he, he needs to be able to grieve this in order to move forward. And I think that you should be there for him oh my god i just got a message at the top of my screen that says please stop saying do 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 at the start of the blob at the start of the oh my god that's the worst when you're like about to podcast and then like a youtube notification pops up literally yesterday i was actually gonna bring it up on the podcast yesterday at the second we started podcasting let me open the youtube app somebody left a comment that was so fucking hurtful About me. Hold on. (laughs) I need to hear this because right now I'm just really feeling like in my feelings. You know what? This person's going to be really glad that the last episode got deleted because there was so much do-do-do talk at the beginning of the episode. Oh, I think that this person um, deleted the comment. It was literally like, wow, Claudia was unbearably annoying this episode. Couldn't even listen to it. Like, shut up, bitch. Don't listen. No one's forcing you. Oh, my God. That's so hurtful. This one says, please, please, please stop the do-do-do. It's so annoying. And just your tagline of without further ado is so crisp and catchy. Please, please go back. Love the show so much. Just not that. Love you gals. This is really is hard. Is that on she, YouTube? No, it was just like a, a DM. That's tough because she's saying please like multiple times. Like definitely. No, and she very, loves the show. Loves the, like wrote love us in caps. It just, I can't, that just is really conflicting. I mean, I know everybody hates you to do and, and that's what we were talking about on the previous episode that was deleted because Claudia was like, please fucking stop asking where he is. But that was for a different reason. Okay. Also, like I know 
I just want to find this DM as long as we're talking about ludicrous DMs. Okay. No, it's just like, I, I mean, wait, to, I for, it com- this. for it to come through like while I'm behind podcasting, it's like, it just, it hurts. It hits different. This was an Instagram DM from a girl named Laura. I had just bought a new pair of white shorts from Abercrombie and Fitch that Remy Bader posted on her TikTok that like I really liked and I wore them to the toast and I was like really feeling myself. Like I don't really wear shorts like that. I remember I said, I said, do you want to stand up or sit down for the picture? Cause some days we want right. to sit and you said, no, I want to stand. I have new shorts. So literally this girl, Laura sent me like this message and I, I think in her soul, like she was genuinely, genuinely trying to be nice, but she just must be like a nasty person. Cause she couldn't even be nice. She goes like this. I'm sorry. I respect 99.9% of the things that you do and say, but these shorts are just a no all around the cut, the fit, the look, not your best choice. <laughs> I mean that girl to girl, the nicest way possible. The dresses you've been wearing lately, however, are gorgeous. Literally, like, I can't explain how not girl-to-girl friendly this was and how this was literally, like, one of the... And I want to call her out by name, but I won't. One of the most, like, hurtful messages... Okay, I think that's so crazy. Like, imagine being 99.9 obsessed with someone and, like, you have to call out the point one. Like, that's literally the sidestep in gymnastics. Like... Yeah. It's, no, you, it's, like, literally, though, like, I... I will continue on in my life, like knowing that you didn't like my shorts and my life will remain forever unaffected. But you, you're obviously like my shorts are living rent free in your (laughs) mind. And I'm worried about you because that's obviously like a bad space for you to be in. Yeah. Wow. I just had to share that. I screenshotted it. I was really thinking of responding like something really fucking nasty because she did that message just caught me at like a really bad time, you know, like Mm -hmm. emotionally. And I'm glad that I didn't because I never... I'm, I always regret, like, saying something. Okay. Of course. Back okay. Conti- Anyways, back to the dog. I'm so sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Give it more time. Be there for hi- him. Be there for healing. See if he wants another dog. Agreed. Dearest Jackie and Claudia, I moved in with a new girl, Susan, a few years ago, and we are very good friends. I have another best friend, Rachel, from college, and oftentimes I will bring Rachel to hang out with Susan and her friends. Over the last couple months, I've noticed that while, while out with them, Rachel will just absolutely make shit up. Like big fat lies. For example, I overheard her telling a story about how her mom as had her as a teenager and was talking about how hard that was. Big fucking lie. Her mom had her when she was 30. <laughs> she also told Susan that she had a brain tumor removed when she was a child that makes her spacey sometimes. Absolutely not true. Those are the two worst ones, but she's just always making random things up. My best guess is that Rachel is lying because she's just trying to connect with people or she's insecure that her regular life isn't interesting enough when she's around people that she doesn't know. I honestly have no idea if she knows that I know she is lying or if she thinks she's pulling one over on me too. It embarrasses me because she's my guest at these events. Susan thinks I should just confront her and ask her why she lies, but I'm worried about embarrassing her and at the end of the day, it's weird, but it's kind of a victimless crime. Should I say something to her or no? Sincerely, a confused friend. That okay, this is, is like so weird. Such a red flag. You need to stay away from this person. Like people did this I sort agree. of stuff growing up and the fact that it this is not normal adult behavior and also it's like, it's just like what, um, what show was I watching? Siesta Key. It's just like what Amanda said. Like, if you can lie about the small stuff, like, you're also lying about the big stuff. Like, this is a girl totally. who's going to be involved in, like, a major fraud scandal one day. Like, I yeah. would just stay the fuck away from her. And no, I have, like, a, I think, I think every time we bring up a, a situation like this, like, I know a person in my life who, like, every word that comes out of their mouth, like, I will never, ever, ever, ever believe it. And it's kind of comforting knowing that, like, nothing that comes out of their mouth is true because then you don't like get wrapped up in the journey of their lies, but it's such a toxic like personality trait. And it's really like a red flag and a friend. I completely agree with you. 
Yeah. And like, you don't want to be bringing her around your other friends because it will take you have a, like a lifetime of knowing that this is how she is, but it will take them a while before they learn that about her. Yes. And in the meantime, she might be lying on you, stealing your friends, cutting you out. Yeah. You don't want to bring like if you want to have a private relationship with this girl because it's easier than telling her you don't want to be her friend anymore. Like you guys can go to dinner once a month, but do not bring her around your other normal friends because and it's the a, friends that you care about. Like it's a I, poor I completely agree. It's a poor reflection on you. And you also yes. don't know what shice she might be up to that reflects on you also <laughs> all right our third and final toaster dear toasters hi claudia and jackie i'm a longtime toaster in desperate need of your advice it's actually two questions i recently got close with a childhood friend kate who was starting to call me her best friend i'm not super social and i don't have a ton of close girlfriends most of my friends are longtime family friends and because of this i went along with kate saying i'm her best friend too a few months ago kate told me i would be her maid of honor she's not engaged yet I was touched and told her I would love to be there to support her. She talked about going to Disney. Her and Derek, her non-fiance, are Disney adults. Hmm. Then she said she wanted to go to Cabo, then to her family's place on the Gulf. I told her I was down to plan for whatever she would like. She wants me to start planning now, before she's even engaged, which I think is wild, but that's besides the point. Flash forward to now that she's decided she doesn't want to make me the maid of honor. I don't know if I should be hurt or ambivalent or what. It was kind of rude and said... She said, oh, I was kind of rude and said, it gets me out of planning, so that's good with me. Honestly, I don't know what the correct way to react is, and that's where I need y'all's opinion. Should I be upset since it wasn't, like, official or anything? Or should I blow it off? Should I just not be a bridesmaid? Should I pretend it didn't happen? What do I do? I don't even know. Sincerely, a su super overwhelmed toaster. Honestly, this friend sounds so fucking chaotic. Um, so I think you actually need to value evaluate, like, if that's a type of friend you want in your life. Because, like, girls who, like, plan their maid of honors before they're engaged and go to disney with their boyfriends like that's a special breed of human and no. you need to really evaluate if that's the human you want in your life and if so then we can move forward but not everyone needs to be in your life forever yeah i mean i think there's a lot of red flags here that are all like separate from one another but then put together it's just like a whole host of red first obviously disney adult like that is just a no from claudia as as she's <laughs> let you guys know but then also agreed girls who like plan their bachelorette party and their maid of honor and their bridal party before they're engaged it's like that's too much for me that is too it's much for so, me like it's type a on crack yeah and so, but it's also just like nuts you know because like type a i'm type a in a lot of me ways too. but like that's it's it's like a like we say in Judaism, like, can I know her? Like, it's like a bad, Omen. you know, it's counting your chickens before they hatch, like nuts. Yeah. So I, I would say one, just be glad that like this girl wants to keep you at a distance for some reason that she's come yes. to that realization because like you should take this spot and appreciate it because who wants to be so close to someone who's just like so all over the place, like chaotic. Like, she did you also, a favor. There is a part of people that I do feel like they say stuff, you know, I'll tell you today that you're going to be my maid of honor because I want to like find favor in your eyes. But then, you know, eventually I'm going to give it to someone else. And it's just like a way of playing people. And I, I just don't have time to be played is what I would say. No, me neither. But I did feel for you because she said she didn't have a lot of close female friends and like she was valuing this friendship. And so for this girl to just like steamroll over her, like that is really hurtful. And I, I'm sorry that that happened to you. Um, but at the end of the day, like sometimes someone's betrayal. You know, what does Siggy Flicker always used to say? Someone's rejection is God's protection. Like I feel like this girl has such. I know you still never listened to my episode with Tyler Cameron, Jackie, but 
we did a whole dear toasters thing and he was always saying how like rejection is like sometimes the best thing that can happen to you. And I was like, the famous Siggy Flicker once said, man's rejection is God's protection. And he was like, yes, he loved the quote. I know you still haven't listened to the episode, but like our whole dear toaster segment was literally like man's rejection, God's protection. We like kept coming back to it. So and I actually think those are really strong words to live by. Like sometimes somebody rejecting you or like not giving you what you want is the best thing that could possibly happen for you because like they're so chaotic and in the long run you will be so much better off. So I would like live by those words currently. I totally agree. She did you a favor. Go enjoy your life with other friends. And thank you to everyone who wrote into Dear Toasters, our advice segment. If you ever want to write in or you've written to us and we've used one of your submissions, but you want to update us on what happened, email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. We keep everything anonymous. We'll change your names. Don't worry. You can really write in about anything. And we so appreciate you guys opening up for us. And that is our show. It has been a long journey to get here. We are truly apologetic for like the chaotic chaotic energy of this episode like if only you knew what it was like i'm five percent of my airpods we made it i didn't even i didn't my airpods didn't even die like we fucking made it bitch very energy chaotic energy we apologize but we are back tomorrow the airpods didn't die but our spirits did (laughs) no i feel so fucking defeated like i i'm just honestly i can't wait for tomorrow's episode because i feel like i didn't do well on this episode and i just like really want to give it my all tomorrow like i'm really sorry for this episode tomorrow's episode is gonna have everything you've ever wanted in your life so if you've made it this far in this episode just know that tomorrow tomorrow is for you i mean they're all for you but like tomorrow is gonna be something special yeah seriously like i'm really sorry about the energy like that was put forth very claire crawley of us we hope you guys have an amazing day if you made it this far thank you so much for listening Hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast and the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us Morning Toast, leave a five-star review, a better beautiful setting is where we are. The Society, season two. If you are listening this far in the episode, you are a true toaster. I think the, like, the mind-blown emoji because it was so chaotic. Do you know what I mean? Love it. Mind-blown emoji. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have an amazing day. Bye. Bye.